As always, we want to thank our sponsor, the Norden Group of Salt Lake City. Why do portfolios of large institutions, endowments, and pensions look so different than the portfolios of high net worth individuals and families? The philosophy at the Norden Group is that you should invest your portfolio like an institution. This approach leads to complete transparency. Some key questions to ask yourself. What do I really own? How much am I paying in fees? What costs am I paying that are not disclosed? Would I be better off in a low-cost index fund? At the Norden Group, we conduct what is called a portfolio audit, which can help reveal these and other important details. Call us to set up your appointment. Investment advisor services offered through Townsquare Capital LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Townsquare is not affiliated with any other named entity. Well, uh, welcome back to another episode of uh, everyone's favorite youth cycling specific podcast based in Utah. Um, is that are we number one on that category? I think in Spotify, in, in the yeah? Mill Creek area. In, yes, we are the sure. number one youth based. Actually, Meduwale probably has more listeners than we do, but maybe on this street. I don't think any of our neighbors do a cycling podcast, do they? That's true. We've got our street dominated. Okay. I should say really quick, at the outset, we are recording outside today. So um, we, we appreciate uh, everyone being patient while we you know tool around with different recording environments, seeing how it works. So if you hear uh, background noise, just think of it as like a nature ASMR that we're including uh, for free. Um, uh, uh, and of course, before we get into anything else, we have to thank, uh, have to get to thank our wonderful sponsor, the Norden Group of Salt Lake City. Um, uh, you know, as I was telling Dan, I try to think of a clever bit every week. And maybe if I was clever enough to think of a clever bit every week, I would actually be able to work with the Norden Group. But <laughs> <laughs> well, not yet. I mean, yeah, I just we just can't thank them enough. And, and I was just thinking about it, too. I, I just want a moment to just I'm just so grateful to everyone that makes this club possible, this podcast possible, like we really couldn't do it without, you know, the Norden group and without all the spots. Like I want everyone just to take a moment and look at your kits and look at every single logo on the kit and just know that's someone that's a, that's a generous local business owner. That's, that's helping us out. That's making this possible. And we really couldn't do it without them. And I'm so grateful. And I'm, I'm especially also so grateful for like the amazing coaches and people we have helping make this all happen. I mean, I, I go out on the trails and, and I see all these groups out there riding. We don't have a lot of places we can ride right now. So it's a little bit crowded. I just see Maybird riders everywhere. And I just see these, these coaches, just these kids are in just such good hands. And I am, it's just so I just can't express how grateful I am with, without, without our sponsors, without our coaches, we really could not make this happen. This last, well, yesterday I just had one of the best days on the bike I've ever had. We, so the, uh, the pink group, the pink boys and the Larkins black diamond girls, they, they kind of did a, they teamed up to do their spring training camp. And, you know, and, and the ride I went on was, was out in Provo. We met at Bart's family home that he grew up in and there were, Gosh, there, it, I don't know how many riders, 30, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of riders. It seemed like a lot. And it was just, just one of the happiest, best days on the bike ever. And I was just 
looking at like the Larkins and, and Bart and, and, you know, the people that, that put that on and just thinking, my goodness, this club is awesome because of these people. Not, not because of this club is awesome in spite, in of, spite us. of us. <laughs> I know. And I was just thinking, you know what? I don't deserve you guys. You guys are so no, definitely not. Oh no. Yeah. No, just, no, no. Yeah. It was just an amazing day. I had so much fun. And let me just say, and, and I, Bart probably wants to keep it a secret. Those trails out in Provo are awesome. Should I go and redact this now? <laughs> <laughs> it was just fun. I'm, I needed that. It's been, it's been a little bit stressful lately and I just really needed a, a good fun day on the bike. So Dan, the bit's supposed to be funny, not sincere, but you know, okay. we'll work, well, we'll work on that for next week. Don't worry. Seriously though. Thank well, you to everyone. Everyone knows I'm it's, not funny, right? Well, I mean, I, hopefully they know that by now, but, uh, no, it's, it's like, uh, yesterday we had, a, we had one of our kids crash on our ride and like Brady Preston just like happened to be there and like stopped his ride to help out. And like, you know, it's this team in spite of us is like a magnet for good people. It's kind of impressive, it really you know, is. like no yeah. one on this team sucks. Like I was thinking about the other day, like, no, like there's a lot of people. I like, can think of two glaring exceptions. Jeff. Oh, oh yeah, you and who? Um, <laughs> no, but really like, like you, you, usually you get, you take 300 random humans and put them together. A, a bunch of them are going to suck. And none of the neighbored people do, which is amazing. You know, that's probably the highest quality group of people this large anywhere on the planet. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be associated with them, but, uh, uh, interesting stuff to talk about this week. Yeah, um, we had a couple of uh, kids. I just want to shout a couple of riders. I guess they're not really. Kids. They're kids. They're kids. <laughs> they're kids. <laughs> is Xander a kid? I don't know. I don't know. Xander's <laughs> a young gun. Yeah, he's a kid. Young okay. blood. Well, so Xander, just an awesome rider. Love Xander. One of the smartest kids you'll ever meet. But he he participated in the Piney Hills Classic. It's a UCI race. So again, um, UCI being the world cycling yeah. organization not not USAC out this is a step in, up yeah he flew out to Louisiana to race and he got he got in the top 10 I believe and so he got some UCI points for which it. is just like ever I've never had a UCI point yeah if you get um, a UCI point your races from then on become a lot easier because you start towards the front right so right 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 it's no, kind of a big deal wasn't has Soldier Hollow ever been UCI yeah Soldier Hollow didn't, was. They, didn't I get a didn't I get a UCI point there at one point I or something know. no I don't think I did I don't think I've ever had a UCI point Huh. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Huge shout out to Zed. And then we had some folks at the Whiskey oh, Off-Road. Yeah. Right? Um, Nathaniel Jensen did the whif- Whiskey Off-Road. And the, I whi- think the Whiskey Off-Road? <laughs> the the whif- Whiskey Off-Road? Okay. Sorry, Dan. And he, yes, he did that. And, I, you know, I just think that's super cool that, you know, he just pick a cool race, go out and do it. Um, Nathaniel Jensen, we were actually, you know, we actually, I was talking to some of the, uh, the the kids that I was riding with on Saturday about Nathaniel and, you know, he's just one of those kids that kind of just started as a normal kid, fell in love with the sport, decided to work hard and has just continuously improved from when he started. He's just, he's just been really determined and just rides and is smart and he's just getting better and better and better. It's so cool to see. So, so there you go. I mean, it's, we, we say that it's like, it's, it's not hard. Like, I mean, or it's not, it's not, it's not complicated. Yeah. It's hard. You know, it's hard. It's hard, but it's not like, it's like go out, go and ride your bike and take care of your body. And it's amazing how far you'll go. You know, I think even somebody with very limited, you know, genetic potential can go and be awesome if they just like ride their bike. Yeah. It's, it's just be the so end sad. of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Go it's, ride your bike. Talk to you next week. (laughs) 
No, I had a couple really good questions this week. One, um, a good conundrum question from Joe Cochran and Reese Tillman asked me a, another really good question. I think I'm going to hold these till next week just because I think this podcast could be a little bit long. So I'm going to save those. I hate it when Joe asks me questions because they're always so good. Yeah. Like I always have to like think really hard when Joe asks me. I'm like, like he'll ask me like a tech question. I'll be like, oh gosh. Uh, I don't know. Like you're, you're smart. I don't like answering questions for smart people. <laughs> That's scary. There's stakes there, you know, <laughs> but before we launch into my, uh, the quiz I did. So every time after we record a podcast, there's always a bunch of things. I'm like, Oh, I wish I would have said that. Yeah. It's like when you go shopping and you get home and realize you forgot 50% of what you actually need. Yeah. Yeah. That's this podcast. <laughs> and so like, Last week we talked about like preparing for point to point. Was that yes. what we talked about last week? I think so. Okay. It's um, all a blur. I don't know. <laughs> and there was just kind of a thought that I had that I didn't say that I do want to just talk about real quick. Um, so it's, it's unrelated to the, our main deep dive today. Um, but one thing I think that, that's cool about races like, like point to point and, and even like I cup races is, you know, after you graduate from Nike and you're starting to go to college and you're, you're starting to become more and more time crunched. I think these type of races are super, super awesome to kind of focus on because, you know, I was thinking about like the national race series and stuff in, in the UCI USAC stuff is super cool. It's super fun to be a part of, but the challenge there is to do well at them. You have to do a lot of them. You yeah, know, because there's a ranking system and a right. point system, and you're a just column. gonna languish in the back of the group if you're only doing one a year. Yeah, and, yeah. and so like they they really tend to favor kids that can travel to every single race and, and like have the the you know the means to travel extensively yeah. and you know like be on a plane. I mean, because you think about it, like on a plane from you know a, a USAC race in in California to Arkansas the next week, and like it's not something that's really attainable unless you have some significant financial backing or, or just really, you're just really, really dedicated to it. And they're awesome and they're fun. And I love being there in the atmosphere and the sporting, but you know, I, th I think after you graduate and you're starting to go to college and you have to start paying, so it's, it probably isn't too realistic for a lot of people, but that's the, the awesome thing about a race like point to point is that you can show up you can start it. I mean, it's timed based on when you cross the starting pad, you know? right? So like in theory, the winner could come in, you know, a few minutes behind, you know, like half an hour behind Keegan or whatever. Yeah. Someone should do that someday just to flex. It really isn't possible, but <coughs> no, theoretically, um, theoretically, but, but basically like your starting position doesn't, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. No. You can show up and just no matter where outside you, of the top 10 pro men and women doesn't really doesn't matter. matter that yeah. much. You know, you know, so you can just kind of show up, start anywhere and get your best result. You know, it doesn't really matter. Like, um, your starting position as much. And right. that's the thing, same thing about the I cup races. Yeah. You know, for, for post Nike riders, I really, really want you guys to just really take advantage of as many of those as you can. And even if it's only one or two a year, at least you're still in the racing arena. You know, you, um, it's good for you. I, I took too much time off from racing, like COVID, like, I don't think I did any races in 2020. And then it was kind of hard for me to get back into it. It is good for you. I don't think everyone needs to like, live in racing mode, you know, all season long, but it's good to do some races. I think it helps you be a well-rounded, you know, uh, it is. And it just kind of gives cyclist. you, you know, it's, it's, 
it's something out there that you work towards. You know, it kind of gives you a reason to to stay fit. But you know, the awesome thing about, especially like the you know the elite level or the expert level, is those fields are small enough that you don't have to get like a certain amount of points or ranking to. No. To I mean, no. you could show up. It could be your first one. You could show yep. up and start on the front line if you wanted. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's and I should say too, like ICUP is a really high quality race series. It really is. Like it, it's, it feels it's, legit. it's a cool thing to have. You I think know. it's a good balance between being chill and fun, right? And and feeling somewhat serious, you know. And, well, and just having serious competition, I think that's what makes it serious, you know, because like the vibe is very chill, you know. But they're, it's well organized and it's it's a well oiled machine and they do it really well. But then like, um, you have some really, you know, some just hitters that show up. Like like if you get to the point where you can win an elite I cup, like yeah, that's a big deal. You're getting you're you're knocking on the door of world class, you know. Like it's it's. Uh, uh, yeah, nothing. It's I mean, because like like midweeks, midweek is a little more like. Even, I mean, even at those though, you get some pretty good riders. Yeah. I mean, those are just like the those fun, are just fun. Week, fast but like rides, I cup, the fact but... that we have those and we have a bunch of them all over the state, like that's really cool. And and you know, I know you know, it's like if you're in college, I know that seventy bucks or whatever it costs is isn't nothing. But you but, know, you could do like one a year and yeah. make that a big deal. You know, make it make something. it your A event. Yeah, yeah. There's no problem with that. That's fine. So, I did a couple I cups early in the season and I kind of did that. I was like, Hey, you know, like I'm going to try to kind of like sharpen up for this and see how well I do. And then if I'm, you know, I'm thinking I'll do a couple later on in the season, you know? So yeah, yeah those are good. Those so, are good. Uh, can I have my little Joe's nerdy tech quiz? I don't know what this, this, this whole segment keeps morphing into different things depending on how I feel, but I do have an interesting thing to talk about today. Okay. Um, we've, we've had, and I, I want to do maybe a full episode on, on the new specialized Epic, which I think is a fascinating bike. Um, probably genre defining. Um, mm. and we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but there is another, uh, interesting new bike that's been spotted, uh, at a couple of, uh, I think that's the French and Swiss cups, um, under uh, the current Olympic champion Dan and, and the men's, who is uh, is it Tom Pitcock? Tom Pitcock, oh, yes. yes. So who who is Tom Pitcock sponsored by Dan? Who's who? What team oh, is he on? Um, isn't it like Pinarello? Yes, so that's the that's that's the bike. He's on Ineos, formerly Team Sky. Okay. Primarily a road racer, um, Tom Pitcock, current current mountain bike champion. Um, uh, sponsored by Pinarello. Pinarello, if you don't know is a really ritzy road brand who in the past has made mountain bikes. They currently make a e-bike, which is just obviously someone else's e-bike with a Pinarello label slapped on it because e-bikes are just printing money for bike companies these days. Uh, Pinarello in the past has made mountain bikes. They made one up until I believe 2019 called the the Dogma 7XC or something that was a $6,500 hardtail, you know, okay. which is stupid. They should have called it the Dog Lake. The Dog... <laughs> I'm keeping that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, it was a stupid bike. I have no problem saying that $6,500 for a hardtail is just idiotic. And that, it, you know, unless you're, you know, a Saudi prince or something, you probably should pass. But, um, and you kind of already got it. I was going to say, I didn't think you'd know what brand he was on. But he, is the, he has been spotted on a blacked out uh, full suspension frame. Now, previous, I guess I'll make this the quiz. What bike was Tom Pitcock riding before this, before he had a sponsor correct bike? Was it a BMC? It was. He was riding BMCs, which is... See, I don't ignore you all the time you talk. It, just... Which you probably should. Um, no, but I, I think this is interesting. I was listening to a really interesting podcast with a former World Tour pro, and he said the best way you can tell what gear is good 
is when people use it when they're not supposed to. So like I'm, I, if you know me, you know I'm like a big fan of also cycling clothing. Um, uh, like they kind of have a reputation for making stuff that people will use off brand. You know that pros will use off label. Um, and so I, I think it's interesting when you have a a rider who is really good, but because of their sponsors, like their their sponsor doesn't make something, and so they get to go out and pick. You know, because presumably, Tom Pidcock's like, hey, I want to go win the Olympics in mountain bike. Pinarello, you guys don't make a bike. Hey, team, I'm going to go find a bike and you're going to pay for it is, is how that works, right? So I think it's I, like pay attention when pros do that because that's, you know, like there was another good example, actually BMC as well, where Rowan Dennis, who is a former time trial world champion, one of the best road riders of his generation, was sponsored by uh, Merida, which is a European brand. We don't really get them here in, in North America. And I'm sure their bike's fine or whatever, but he there he ended up leaving his team over his equipment, leaving a like a million euro a year plus contract because he felt that his performance was suffering hmm. and that it was bad for his career. So he actually dropped out of the tour the night before a time trial because they wouldn't let him go ride an off-brand frame because their relationship with their bike sponsor, that's one of their primary financial, you know, the bike company mm -hmm. doesn't want the team star rider to be riding someone else's bike. And so there's, I think it was at the tour, the Giro, where there's this whole fiasco where Rowan Dennis just pulled out, DNF'd one day, and then went and did the uh, time trial world championships on a sponsor incorrect BMC time trial bike. So kind of mm. interesting. But yeah, so keep it out. Maybe we'll have a Pinarello. I mean, if we do, like I, I've ridden and loved Pinarellos, but I think they're egregiously overpriced. So uh, as if there weren't enough $14,000 mountain bikes out there, I think we'll be seeing another. So it'll be fun to see some Nike kid throw platforms on that and show up to some race and you know <laughs> be mid-pack and, mid and yeah with minions on it oh 100% yeah that'll be fun anyway that's my nerdy little tech court because it's kind of a quiet week in the professional yeah. cycling world I should say uh, Pauline Ferrand-Prevost won her first race in a minute uh, she's really hot and cold I think you could make an argument that she's the best of her generation sometimes <laughs> you know when she's on she's unbeatable but then other times it kind of seems like she's a non-factor but um, we got the first World Cups coming up here. I think it'd be really interesting to see if she can be, you know, uh, you know, the the Pauline Prevost that was the. Actually, this is an interesting. What, what is she known for, Dan? What what's the big achievement She's, in her career? Isn't she like world champ in two disciplines? Three, three. Okay. She was she was concurrently the world champ in mountain bike, cyclocross, and road. So nothing to sniff at. But didn't, also, didn't Kate Courtney just win a race recently? Uh, yeah, she won uh, the Pan American Championships, okay, that's which cool. is interesting. We get everyone from Canada, U.S., Central, and South America all together. And it was her, and then Kelsey Urban was third. Oh, wow. And uh, okay. a Brazilian rider that I was unfamiliar with was, was second. So it'll be interesting. I think she'll race in the Pan American Champion jersey, that's which is kind cool. of an interesting one. It's, it's usually, the Pan American Champs have usually kind of been ignored by the top pros. So I think it's cool. I think that's a cool, because like the European Champs jersey is a pretty big deal in Europe. You might have seen it has like the European Union colors, you know, blue and, and with the yellow stars and stuff. And we've never really had an equivalent here. Um, so yeah, I, I, th I think technically she is supposed to wear that now. Oh, that's cool. In, I think, hmm. I think. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's the bike news for this week. But this Dan told me what our our topic is today. I want to give him a lot of time because I think it's it's interesting, um, and I think it's really valuable too. I think I honestly think out of all the things we've spoken about, this probably could be one of the most important. And don't we say that every week? Well, it's not as important as Zone Two. Have we ever had a podcast where we're like, you know, <laughs> what we're going to talk about today is kind of stupid and pointless? We did um, talk about chains once, but. 
Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> really quick, quick update on that. I've been busy with work. Andrew and I are planning on doing a big chain waxing day. So I will be reporting back on party that. If anyone wants to come. Gosh, you know what, Dan? Yeah, I'm, I was going to say I'm so nice to you, but I'm not. So I guess this is fair. I guess that's in bounds. You can diss on my chain episode. Whatever. No, actually, it was really good. And I think you are right. Chain, I have looked into it, and wax chains are the a great way to gain a couple extra watts. So, gosh, the disrespect. Anyway, um, I have a pet peeve. Okay. I have a pet peeve. Um, podcasts where people talk about motivation are not rare. Uh, there are a lot of them, and I personally, and again, we don't share notes. I don't know what you're going to talk about. I have a real bone to pick with the motivational industry, you know, with like Ted talks and everyone's book about how you can just do it. If you put your mind, like I, that really grinds my gears. Cause I think it's totally detached from the real world. So I'm interested to see what you have Let's to say it. about motivation. Let's see how I do. Cause this has been really interesting to me and, and really kind of like, um, you know, there's just a few things I've just kind of heard from kids lately that, have been kind of concerning to me and hmm. and so I've kind of been wanting to talk about some of these things for a little while. Did a kid tell you they wanted to enter an enduro race or something and you've been this. laying awake at night? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, well, so it was like a week or so ago. I was at um I was at Rotary Park and I was I was doing a clinic there with a group and Miles Baker was there who I just love that. I kid. love Miles Baker. He's, He's just, probably listening to it. He listens to this, right? He makes me laugh so hard. Give yourself a pat and, on the back, Miles. You're cool. He, and he came up to me. He's like, He's like, hey, Dan, I want to ask you something. And usually that means he wants to challenge something we've said on the podcast. Like, Miles does not defer to Dan and I, which is part, like, usually that would bug me, but because it's him, I'm okay with it. Yeah, like, he probably disagreed on, like, something we said about tires. Or yeah, oh, he's, or, Miles is the only person whose nerdiness, I think, rivals mine. I, I, I consider him to be in the same pantheon of, of loserdom that I live in. <laughs> Sorry, Miles. But, but he's like, he's like, hey, Dan, it, it was burnout's not real, right? <laughs> Wait, what? He goes, he goes this across the parking lot. I'm like, he's like, because there's this a bunch of kid, like a bunch of girls and stuff around him selling him. He's riding too much and he's going to burn out. And he's like, he's like, burnout's not real. And... <laughs> I'm like, Miles, you're so funny. And I'll tell you, like, I'll, I'll, I, I'll wait till the end of the podcast to tell you my response to him. Okay. But, um, cause luckily I said something that wasn't totally stupid, which is kind Whoa. of, a, I know it's out of character. Thanks right? for making my little layup diss. Dan. <laughs> Save me the breath. But I'm like, I'm like, Miles, you're so funny. But yeah, I mean, burnout is real. Let's just, it is. I've seen, I was thinking about this today. I've seen a lot of good writers burn out. Yeah, and yeah, it's it, such a bummer. It it, it is real, but I I kind of do see Miles' point a little bit. I think it's it's real, but it's not inevitable. Oh, okay. You know. And, okay. Um, in fact, I, you know, there, there's a girl I know of, good writer. Um, she decided that she was just going to start writing less because she was worried she was going to burn out. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know, and um, I don't know exactly how she's doing, but she did get slower and, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know if that was a good decision or a bad decision, but I think, and one thing I did tell Miles is I'm like, you know, I think a lot of kids just worry about this a little too much that yeah. almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, I should say really quick, and I, I know I keep interjecting because that's what I do. Um, this team 
kind of started because I burned out. I, I don't think that's a huge stretch to say that you started to care about how to get faster on a bike because I started sucking. Like I was not living up to what we felt my potential was. I was having a really hard time with my relationship with cycling. That was kind of the synthesis of you first. That was probably the first time you ever Googled, why does X, Y, and Z training thing happen? Because wow, like Joe sucks. Let's figure out why. And then a few years later, we have a, a cycling team. I mean, is that totally yeah. unfair well, to no, say? Yeah. And the, and the one thing I did want to say is like, I am just constantly learning new stuff all the time. And I have like, I've done some things that are wrong and right. probably haven't always been the most helpful. But like the, the point, the point I was trying to make is we talk about this a lot because that's how this started for us. Yeah. Like burnout is a, is a concern for us because it's overtraining and burnout that I've flirted with. And again, was kind of the, the, um, the, the, Joe's, you know, point a of the Maybird yeah, cycling story. A poster child. Of, oh, I'm the poster child of how to, how to suck impressively bad, like in an, in an, in a fascinating way, but written no, we, so we talk about it. My point is we talk about it a lot because that's where this all started for us. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and like when you're talking, and I think we're, it's, it's something we will talk about a lot because it's something I really, it's, it's just such a sad thing. I oh, don't yeah. want it to happen to people, but on the no. same hand, I want people to become the best that they can be. Right. And I think you can, if you do things right, you can kind of achieve both at the same, you know, you I can, think both have to happen together. I don't think they can yeah. really happen in isolation. Can they, you know, you can be the best you can be and avoid burnout at the same time. Yeah. And yeah, like when would those ever occur? Not to like, are, if you're, yeah. you know, if you're being the best you are, you're not burned out, right? Like Nino Scherter isn't burned out. You know, it's, it's like the yeah, fact that true. he's really good doesn't make him burn. Like those things, I think they're mutually exclusive. Like you can't be, yeah. does that, I don't know. Then the, yeah. And that's kind of my goal is, you know, I want, but, but I, I, I worry some kids are reluctant to be the best that they can be because they've because associated yeah. hard work with burning out, which really isn't the case. You right. Know? And, and so, I mean, and there's a lot of factors that go into it and we've talked about, I mean, we talked about like, um, identity disclosure in a previous podcast and you know, and there's foreclosure. What I Identity disclosure. disclosure is when I say, hi, my name's Joe. <laughs> I'm not foreclosure. I was, you said that. I'm like, that sounded wrong, but I wasn't paying close <laughs> enough attention to know why. Oh, I wish I could edit. It things. was foreclosure, right? It was foreclosure. I'm, I'm never going to teach you how to use this computer program. Okay. Yeah. It's For, too much fun. All right. Foreclosure. Identity disclosure. <laughs> Hello, my name is. <laughs> oh, what was I even talking about? And yeah, you know, and there's other things, you know, like athlete development and and so forth that we we still probably need to talk out talk about a little bit more yeah. but today i just want to talk about motivation yeah and i know you say this is kind of a pet peeve of yours it's something that actually really interests me oh um, it interests me motivation but do you know what i'm talking about like the motivational industry like yeah, self-help books and fluff. the posters exactly it's 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 like it's platitudes mm -hmm. you know it's like it's professional purveyors of platitudes is the thing i just came up with that's really clever because alliteration's fun but do you you know what i'm talking about right people who just totally dismiss the fact that life is difficult and hard and nuanced and complicated and say just smile and brush it off you know my dad had a trust fund so i write self-help books now and and you know like you should just smile in your life like that bothers me because i don't think it helps anyone yeah but motivation i mean it's super important yeah it's it's i mean what we do is hard we, we i was talking about this yesterday with with landon jacob i don't know if you listen to this shout out landon like um this is a much harder sport than most sports. Like the list of sports that are more physically arduous than cross country mountain biking is pretty short. One time Alex Grant said something I thought was 
just you want to you know sometimes people say th- something you just stop and think about it never forget it yeah he's like you know i think this sport's too hard for most people to do for a long for the long term yeah it's I, a hard sport. i think that is true this is an exceptionally sport. difficult thing to do every day yeah so yeah so mo- motivation it's 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 critical you know yeah. it's, it's super important um and what motivation is it it's it's what makes us act to move you know it's hmm. it what's it's kind of what gets us going um but today we really wanted to focus on this self-determination theory and in, in the last um, fast talk episode they kind of just mentioned it really quickly and i'm like and they kind of just brushed over really fast and i'm like okay that's really interesting so i just started kind of digging into it and and it's kind of a big deal in, in, in terms of like motivational psychology. Um, and there's lots and lots of information about it. And everything I read was just super fascinating. I even, uh, I even found some, you know, stuff from the original developers of the theory, who is Edward DC and Richard Ryan are the developers of the theory. And so we're just going to talk about, um, talk about this theory and then kind of go on from there. But, um, so one of the, and this is something everyone's kind of familiar with, but one of the, one of the key components of it is we can be motivated by internal factors and external factors. Is that intrinsic and extrinsic yeah. motivation I've heard about before? Okay. Yeah. And I think everyone's kind of heard about that. You know? Really go over, really quick. If, if people aren't familiar, isn't it like, like, uh, intrinsic motivation is I want you like, like my, my fiance is a, a elementary school teacher and she talks about like. Some kids want to learn how to read because they want to learn how to read, and some kids want to learn how to read so they get Skittles, right? Like, is that the, is that the <laughs> That's difference? Exactly okay. what we're talking right. about today. Okay. That's like, woo, yeah. Um, so you know, external factors are like getting paid for a job that you do, right? Or, I, I wouldn't go call doctors all day for fun, for yeah. the love of the game, yeah, right? I do it for a paycheck. You wouldn't be a sandwich artist for fun, or right? Something, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, getting grades, getting praise can be considered external. Okay. Um, internal factors are kind of like just something that you're interested in, something okay, that you, yeah, yeah, yeah. something that you value. Yeah. Um, like passion. Yeah. Right? Something you're curious about. Could right. Right. It right. could be an internal factor. Um, and, so the self-determination theory, and it's often abbreviated SDT, not... S- okay. Yeah, you don't want to flip any of those letters around. <laughs> there uh, we go. Clever, fun little joke for, I don't know, <laughs> middle schoolers. <laughs> so so the self-determination, self-determination is just doing something willingly. Okay. You know, it's, now this is interesting because I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm segueing way ahead of where you want to go. I kind of feel like... Uh, we see a lot because we work with youth cyclists, right? We see a lot of kids transition from external to internal motivation on this team because external motivation is like my dad says I have to go to practice or mom says I have to get out of bed and go ride with my group today to like, oh, I'm at school living in the dorms. They can't tell me what to do. I want to go ride bikes because I love riding bikes. And and like people, it like so many people don't stick the landing switching from motivation sources. Like, is that, is that fair? Exactly what we're talking about. Is that really? I swear guys, we don't share notes. Dan's just really predictable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, I've seen this before. I know where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what self-determination is. It's doing something willingly. Like, have you heard the term before with volition? Yeah. Like, like by choice. Right. And that's like a word I didn't, I had to look up, but it's kind of a cool word that I want to use more to sound smart. Volition. Volition. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
And the self-determination theory, it's, it's a broad framework of human motivation. And, and it's got a couple of different parts. The first part, and this is what you just barely talked about, is there's, there's, six stage, it's, there's six stages of motivation, and it's a continuum. Okay. And continuum kind of, or spectrum? Um, what do you mean by continuum? Well, it kind of like starts at one end and you kind of gradually advance towards another end. Okay. You know, um, but I guess a spectrum would be another way to describe it too, because I don't think you would necessarily have to start at the beginning of this, this, um, continuum, but they've got basically six different stages and we'll just talk about each one really quick, but then kind of give examples. Just denial, anger, bargaining, acceptance. Yeah. yeah kind of right. Sure. Okay. Same thing. Okay. Same thing. But the first one's non-regulation, which basically just means you just don't, you're, you're not bothered. You're not going to do it. Okay. You know, so for instance, say your mom comes in, you're asleep, you're taking a nap. She comes in, tells you to go clean your room. You're like, okay. And then you just go back to sleep. You're like, I don't care. Right. There's zero motivation. Not going to do it. Okay. That's kind of the, the first stage. The second is external regulation. Okay. Okay. Somebody else, somebody else being motivated for you. Well, this is like, this is a big one really for a lot. This is the possibility of a reward or you do something out of fear. So this could be like, so this uh, is a clean your room or I'm going to hit you with a stick. Yeah. Or clean your room. And I'll, if you clean your room, I'll give you 20 bucks. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. So both of those fall under the stage two. Yeah. Stage two. Okay. And yeah, and both of those are, I mean, it's motivating. You right. That's going to get you to do it. And a lot of what we do is externally motivated. And they're probably not listening to this. There are plenty of kids on this team who are kind of at stage two motivation with their cycling, right? Like there's kids that are in stage one. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. There are kits that we send off and never see again. Um, but like, like kids where it's like mom and dad say I have to be here. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like all of my kids started out. Well, there. you know, <laughs> hey, you know, I well, no, because for me it was also you would buy me the they don't they don't make this anymore, but the uh, the wafty waffle cone. Yes. Do you remember this? Yes, the, I do. Wendy's frosty waffle cone is is partially responsible for this. Either making you, know, I was going to say like changing my life, but probably destroying my life, depending on who you making ask. Making your life more expensive. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, that's so that's kind of you know yeah, I we, was we would go out and get a Wendy's waffle cone after every ride. Yep. And we should start doing that again. I know. We should reinstate that program. I, I'm, um, those are so good. I don't know why they took those away. Anyway. So yeah, so that's the second one. And then, okay. But then also like a fear of it, you know, like, right. You know, if I don't ride, my dad's going to yell at me. I hope, hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah. Don't yell at your kids over <laughs> this probably unless they're like, I don't know, wearing ankle socks or something. <laughs> All right. That was some bad editing there. Yeah. It's Dan and I got distracted right after the ankle socks joke. And I was like, okay, laugh. Cause I just said a joke and Dan can't do it. I didn't even hear life. him say the joke. Dan wasn't paying attention. When I said the joke. He's not laughing. We're going to move on. Okay. So it's anyhow. fine. Once so this th- podcast gets over 200 listeners a week, we'll care. Okay. So the third one is interjected regulation. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I can't deduce what this one is. And, and a lot of these names aren't really intuitive to me. Yeah. So I think the descriptions are more important. But this is, you do something because you think you, you should. Oh, and that's you, you interesting. You kind of feel guilty if you don't. So like social a, pressure? Or I don't know, really. I mean, it's just like you just, if you don't do it, you don't feel Like you'd right. feel weird not doing it? you feel bad it? not doing it. Is this it. like, like you feel weird when you sleep until 11? Even yeah. though there's no like objective reason that you shouldn't you on know, a like, lazy Sunday, but like. Like if you're supposed to go on a ride. 
If it's a in, nice day, you, know, you don't feel like going on a ride, but you know it'll you feel know you're weird. gonna feel bad if you don't. Because you should. Okay. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. So, okay, that's an interesting. That's one. an interesting one. Okay. And then the next level, and as these progressed, so they start out, um, they kind of start out like completely external, and right. they get more internal as they go. Okay. That's kind of how. The so team, stage three is the first like real internal one. Right, because in theory, stage two is somebody else is. Yeah, I'm curious if it it gets more and more internal as these go. Going to work because you don't want to be homeless. Where does that fall in? Like, like doing something you don't want to do, but your I, circumstances I would, dictate that you need to. I like, mean, that might be kind of is that two stage, or two or three? That's two, right? Yeah, okay. that's kind of two. I mean, most I think most of us go to work because of number two. You know, right. Like, yeah. Because I, I yeah, you got to pay the bills. Yeah. So got to pay the bills. Like factor. It doesn't have to be a person. It yeah, can be your like, circumstance. You're can afraid be. you're going to lose your home. You but know? I'm saying it doesn't have to be a person being the external motivator. Your circumstance can be the external motivator. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, yeah. So the next one is identified regulation. And this is because you personally believe that it's a good thing. Oh, okay. It's a good cause. Like an example of this would be like you're there's a fundraiser that you need to go hand out flyers for donating blood. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Donating blood. Maybe go, like, going to church, stuff like that. Uh, you don't want to do it, but you believe that it's a good thing to do. Send in 15 bucks a month to doctors without borders. Right. Is yeah. that, is that this kind of thing? Sure. Like yeah. it's, you wouldn't normally send 15 bucks in an envelope off into the nowhere, but there's something you believe in. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. So, so that's that one. So the next one is, and this is the one that I kind of can't grasp the best, but okay. it's it's integrated regulation. Okay. And this is because it's something that's important to your self-worth. Oh, interesting. Like you'll feel bad about yourself if you don't? Or you feel better about yourself if you do? Giving and, a giving uh, giving can, a panhandler five bucks like what? Like, I don't know. I couldn't. This is the this one. This is an interesting. That, one. This is an interesting one that I couldn't really think of a good example for. Give me that definition again. And it says because it's important to your self worth. So this is a step above the you think it's important because yeah. like I can think a cause is important for the world because I want to be a good citizen of the world, but then this is something where it's like I. I feel better about myself as a person because I participate. Cause in I that. think a lot of my motivation for cycling would fall under that because I identify myself with it. And, and for, I mean, for a lot, and like, just to speak totally candidly for a lot of time, I felt like it was like making my body look the way I wanted it to. Does that, is that, would that be this? You, you look I, in the mirror and feel bad. So you train to run a 5k. Like, is that, well, I, ooh, that might be different. We, we might tell you about that one a little later. That's okay. Um, so, so the last one, and this is like the most I- intrinsic as opposed to external. Right. And it's called intrinsic regulation. Okay. And, but this one it's because it's simply, it's just because it's something you truly want to do. It's because it's something you're passionate about. Okay. Isn't that so interesting? So stage six is passion. Yeah. <clears throat> So and you, you, you spend 1200 hours on a quilt because passion, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, you, you like, yeah, you, you fix up an old car, you know, that you're never going to be able to sell or something because right. it's something you love to something do. Something that's objectively a bad idea that you don't need to do that. No one's forcing you to do. That's not going to help you because you love it. You know, and it's interesting because what if your career was like kind of partly number two, because you do need to get paid. Right. But what if it was something that you could do that you would love to do, 
even if you weren't getting paid for it. Interesting. You know, that you were intrinsically motivated to do your job. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be awesome? If I you, think those are some of the best people. That, and, and it's usually those are careers where you're not getting paid very much. You know, like people who love. Well, I don't know. I, I think there are like a lot of business owners and a lot of people, okay. you know, that, have, that are just super passionate about what they do. Because I was thinking more like, like a social worker or something. Or like, like I was in the foster system and this kind of person changed my life. So I'm going to go do it now, even though it doesn't pay well and it's a hard job. But I love it, right? You know, and I, I think there's probably a lot of doctors, a lot of business owners, a lot of other Gosh, well, doctors that I've met. Doctors <laughs> that I met are all on stage two. <laughs> they, they want the money. <laughs> you know, but I, I think that that would be awesome to be able to to have a career that that you would do it regardless of if you got paid or not. That would be cool. So, Most of us don't, though. Yeah. Or very few. I mean, very few of us do. I mean, because even like like my 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 partner, like I said, is an elementary school teacher. I think she's probably doing because she believes in it. Not so much because I maybe I don't know I'd have to ask I probably shouldn't speak for her. Huh? You know I mean I truly run Maybird because yeah I, it's it's just something that I'm passionate about and I love doing and I don't know why else is it, if it was a money laundering thing I guess <laughs> it'd be a pretty labor intensive way to launder money. No, and is it and, and I have a question like is this one of those things where like I, I hate when people try to oversimplify psychology or whatever. In truth, you you can do one thing for multiple reasons, right? Like mm-hmm. there can be a lot of different motivators. You, you could maybe be motivated by a little bit of number two and some of number four, but, and then some number six, oh, right? Like, this like isn't your one job. The world is complicated, like three right? Four of these, Depending you know. on the day, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I used to think that like, and, and I've taught people before that, you know, that being externally motivated is bad and being internally, internally motivated, motivated is good. good. And it's not, that's not really, it's the not case. that simple. Um, I mean, there's like, there's really good external motivators out there. Like, you know, you could, you could ride your bike because your friends do, and that's not necessarily bad. You know, I mean, you could like, you could ride your bike because like, like say your coach tells you you do a really good job at something that makes you feel good and you're, that's not really bad. You know, I mean, um, I have, I have a question. I'm curious. And this is an opinion question. Does motivation matter? Because like, like, let's say riding bikes, do we really care why somebody's riding? Because in theory, it should do the same good things for them, regardless of why, or like, like going to medical school. Like, is it, is it, is it really that different? Somebody who goes to medical school because they want to make a lot of money versus somebody who really wants to help people. Because at the end of the day, the world has another doctor, people get help, you get paid, no matter what your motive. Do you think motivation matters? Oh, I think that I'm teeing you up. So don't just stick the landing here. I can see you're thinking really hard. Stick the landing. That's such a good. Okay. This is what I answered to miles when he asked me that question. Oh, am I jumping ahead here? You jumped way. ahead. Oh, okay. Should we, should we go back to this? The answer is it way matters. And I'll explain why a little later. Okay. Yes. We'll tease it for now. It absolutely matters. Yeah. We should should just share notes, but then it would sound so scripted. I I don't know. Yeah, so... I asked the right question too early, huh? You really did, oh, okay, but yes. Right. Carry on. It, it, it really does Everyone matter. chew on that. Decide what you think, and then at the end, we'll hear what Dan thinks. <laughs> okay. So, so, yeah, so contrary to what I used to believe, like, external motivation doesn't make it bad. Right. And, and actually, internal motivation doesn't necessarily make it good. It's not that simple. I mean, cause, because you could, like, be, like obsessive compulsive about something and that's it's very internal that's not very internal you. and it's not necessarily good motivation <clears throat> right um 
you know, so you could be I, really passionate about getting revenge on someone. That's not, that doesn't make it good. Right. Yes. Okay. All right. The, the one thing that internal motivation does do, and this is really important. It lends to longevity. Since I was going to say sustainability. Sustainability. Because my, my answer to the, my answer to the question, just to tease, because no one cares what I think, um, is, is like, no, but it's not going to last, you know, like the guy who's motivated to go through med school just to make money might not make it through med school. So there is a practical distinction there where like, if you're, you know, stage two motivated to go ride a bike, you're only going to ride a bike until you graduate. And then that motivation is going to be like, you have, at some point you have to motivate yourself to do something, right? Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So basically internal and external motivation can be good, can be bad, mm. but internal definitely adds to longevity. It's going to okay. make you okay. do it longer. So, um, so according to the, the self-determination theory, there are three things and you know, I was actually listening to an interview with the, the guy that developed this and he's pretty determined that all things kind of fall under these three categories. He doesn't okay. want to add to these categories. Okay. But he says that there's three things that hired the, fo- the, the, that foster the highest quality of motivation. Okay. Okay. And we'll just talk quickly about each one of these. Okay. And I think these all apply very well to us as cyclists. Okay. Okay. So the first one of the three is autonomy. Okay. Okay. What do you right. think autonomy is? Uh, it had the ability to do, you know, sovereignty, the ability to make your own decisions for yourself, mm-hmm. self-determination, yeah. right? Yeah. Agency. To be in control. Lots of synonyms. Okay. Like, like an example of like, like if you're a McDonald's worker, you have zero autonomy. Yeah. You have to do exactly what, I knew a girl that worked there that took the fries out 10 seconds early and got fri- fired. Got fired? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to capitalize on somebody's tragedy there. Um, got fired. <laughs> you know, versus like a physician who is making judgment calls all day long. Okay. Yeah. You know, and the interesting thing about autonomy is the more autonomy your job has, the more you're going to get paid. I was just going to say that like most, if you're listening to this and you're young, you've only worked jobs with no autonomy, very limited autonomy. And if you have limited autonomy, it just kind of sucks. It sucks. It is soul crushing to do something with zero autonomy. And I can say that as somebody who's done plenty of jobs and it's like not no autonomy there's always some autonomy but like you know and maybe not everyone can handle full autonomy but yeah yeah and it's something you kind of have to earn and yeah work towards okay that makes sense so that's the first one the second one's interesting it's competence hmm okay and competence is really interesting because we we've mentioned we've talked about this quite a bit that competence is very relative that is true. That is true. Because in some ways, I'm an extremely competent cyclist. And in other ways, I'm a completely, just a wholly incompetent cyclist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You All know, right. And, and I may be very competent in some arenas and very incompetent in... You're competent in some arenas? <laughs> very incompetent in most arenas. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it, it definitely is relative. And, and this is why, I'll preach this again, that, that being in the right group is so important. Like, because, like group on Maybird? Yeah, like group on Maybird. Because, okay. you know, if, like, you could be in one group and be very competent and it could be just the right fit for you. Yeah. And you could be in another one that's completely wrong. And, uh, you know, and I, I and guess, you're going to be competent in one but not in the other. And, and I guess you can't really be autonomous without competency, right? Because a lack of competency takes your autonomy away from you, right? Wow. Is that, that's does funny. that track? 
Is this is this good? Because I, I think a lot of these things, and this is where I'll like, you know, this is my bone to pick. It's like a lot of them, like, yeah, you can't, it's not that, so like all of these things are this, it's all leading to the same complicated thing, right? You can't be an autonomous, incompetent person. I can that's tell you. That's true, yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, that's like well said. right. So along the lines of, uh, with competence too, is that, that to be motivated, you, continuous improvement is crucial. Like if you're not improving, it's hard to be motivated. No, and that's true. That that is true. Yeah. You know, so so always striving to be the most competent you can be is yeah. is crucial to motivation. Yeah, I, I guess that makes en- enough sense. Like you said, there were three though. What's what's the third? So the third one is one I believe wholeheartedly. We've talked about this a lot. I mean, we've talked about these a lot without right. even realizing how important they are. Uh, the third one's relatedness. Okay, what does that mean? And that means that you you feel like you belong. You have a sense of belonging Ooh. to this community. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. And and probably the ultimate level of that is is called integration. Okay, because I guess there aren't a lot of super motivated outcasts, right? Yeah. Okay. That you makes know, sense. And, and I think so. Which again is why I think the the whole magic of like. Nike of Nike and youth rides and so forth is like belonging to a group that you ride with in a team where right. you can associate with people that right. that share the same passion. This is the kind of person I am, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and but like integration, I just mentioned that a second ago is is kind of like what you're going for to feel integrated into this is going to help you be more motivated. Okay. So again, this is why like we admit like group rides. Yeah. They're not perfect zone two. We try, no, you know, and it might not be the hardest you could go, but it's crucial, crucial, crucial for yeah. motivation. And that's yep. a part you really just shouldn't leave out of it. Like, I think if we wanted to, if our only goal was to get someone in a neighbor Jersey on a podium, I don't think we do group rides, but that's not our goal. Our goal is to make a bunch of people, lifetime cyclists, and we are willing to sacrifice optimal, completely optimized training to do that. That's a that is a conscious sacrifice we have made in the way that we approach this. Is that fair? Yeah, and it's not even a sacrifice. I mean, yeah, for most it people, really it just gets you out more. But the point is, like, yes, you could say a group ride isn't isn't technically perfect totally zone perfect two. ideal, but it, we're fine. Want, that's fine. Yeah. We'll leave we'll leave that by the wayside because I'd rather make three hundred kids lifetime cyclists than put three on a podium. So autonomy, competence, and relatedness; those are the three things that they claim are going to foster the highest quality of motivation. Okay. I think those are really interesting and um, be fun to, to dive more deeply into all those. But we'll do another. I, I, so, we need to do another one of these. We, yeah, this is, an hour is not enough. Yeah. This is fascinating. So here's where, this is the part that kind of blew my mind though. And this is, I think this is going to be the most important thing we talk about this whole podcast. And so if you weren't listening, time to start listening. Okay. I'll start uh, listening. Start listening. So, you know, how I mentioned that I always used to t- t- teach that, you know, external motivation was bad and internal, internal motivation is good. And I realize it's, it's not that simple. It's not that simple. Right. They're both good or, right. or could be bad. Right. But what is good and bad is if your motivation is ego driven. Oh, ego motivation is bad. Yeah. Intrinsic motivation with purpose motivation. That's good. Cause ego motivation is intrinsic motivation, right? Wait, so ego motivation is intrinsic motivation, right? No, no. The ego motivation. 
How would that the more be? well the more your your ego's motivating you, the less intrinsic the motivation is. Cause, oh, because you care about what people think of you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That that's actually super interesting. And so, and also, well, so I've given this example before. I've used this example before. You know, like you have like the horse with a carrot tied to a stick that's right, right, right. dangling down and keeps the horse moving. Right. You know, that that carrot represents motivation. Right. You know, and I've said before that there's there's healthy carrots and there's poisonous carrots. Okay. You know. Most of the motivation we've kind of talked about before, you know, like getting a paycheck, that's not unhealthy. Yeah, that's it's healthy, fine. You know, yeah. um, if it's truly intrinsic, that's something you love to do, that's way healthy. That's yeah. Like way healthy. Oh, that's carrot. awesome. Yeah. If it's ego-driven mo- motivation, that is a poisonous carrot that you've got out mm. in front of you. And if your motivation is ego-driven, burnout is likely inevitable. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I should say, like, I, I work with physicians all the time, and there's a lot of them that I've got to know really well, where, like, I can tell that ego got them through medical school and through those hard years of residency. They're, you can be high achieving. You're not going to be happy, though. Yeah. You, those, are, those, are, those are the people who are, who are miserable World Cup winners. And you know what? I'm sure there have been some of them. Ego can drive you really far, but you're not going to be... It's not It's not going to do anything good for you. It's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, yeah, to me, I'm, ego... Ego basically is kind of like a an evil counterfeit of confidence. Ooh, wow! Look at Dan with all the profound quotes. I, I made that up myself. Did you actually? I actually did. No, you you went to Chat GPT and said, "Come up with a cool quote about <laughs> about motivation and ego." So I I did go to a book that's that has some really cool quotes about ego, and I just wrote down some quotes. It's, okay. The book's "Ego Is the Enemy" by Ryan Holiday. Okay. And he just had some good quotes about ego. Um, I'm just going to read a few of these, but ego needs honors in order to be validated. Confidence, on the other hand, is able to wait and focus on the task at hand regardless of external recognition. Okay. 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 That's good. Next one. One might say that the ability to evaluate one's own ability is the most important skill of all. Without it, improvement is impossible and certainly Ego makes it difficult every step of the way. It is certainly more pleasurable to focus on our talents and strengths, but where does that get us? Arrogance and self-absorption inhibit growth. So does fantasy and vision. Because basically what that's saying is you have to have the ability to criticize yourself, to you be do. like, I, I messed up there. I, I need to do better on X, Y, and Z. Okay. And this one is my favorite. Okay. Ego is the enemy giving us wicked feedback, disconnected from reality, it is descent. Def, uh, it is defensive, precisely when we cannot afford to be defensive. Ooh, you know the people who can't ever admit they're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Those are never people surrounded by a bunch of loving friends. Listen, it blocks us from improving by telling us that we don't need to improve. Ooh, okay. I like that. That's good. Then we wonder why we don't get the results we want, and why others are better, and why their success is more lasting. Ooh, interesting. Okay. No, those are actually really good. I thought those were really good. Yeah. You know, um, I, I was, you know, people know we're, we're moving and I was cleaning up some stuff and I found some old Maybird files where we used to do everything was like, they'd print up a piece of paper, fill it out and email it back to me. And it was kind of a big pain and stuff. Um, but I did see, you know, I always like to ask these questions to kids and I'm like, there was one question that was like, you know, what's, what's your goal for this season? 
And I happened to, I was, I was looking through these old papers as I was kind of going through stuff I was shredding and stuff. And I saw this one, one kid wrote that I want everyone to know who I am. Ooh. That was his goal for the season. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. And this kid happened to be one of the small handful of kids I'm aware of that has burned out. Okay. And I was just I, that's, that's ego. And you hear that and in a lot of ways. That's powerful. I don't think that's a totally bad impulse. No, and and this kid did as a this this was a junior devo, whoa that did this that gave this oh, answer. Gosh. You know, okay. so he just interesting. Isn't that interesting? Um, yeah, like just just if you can get your motivation to not be ego driven, and to be more purpose driven, more intrinsically driven, is a huge measure towards preventing burnout. We should say. It's okay to have a little bit of ego. It's okay to want people to respect no, you. And no, I don't. Oh, I think really? ego is the ego is the enemy. Ego, no, not okay. You need confidence is good. Okay, confidence is beautiful. Confidence is a really good thing, and I hope okay. we inspire confidence. Ditch your egos. Get this, rid of your ego. This is semantic, though. What I'm talking about isn't ego. Then, like, if it's yes. good, it isn't ego. If it's good, it's confidence. Okay. So be, and I guess being able to like distinguish that. Then, yeah. Uh, ego is the evil counterfeit. Like I said. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, let's, let's ditch our egos and, and let's, yeah. So, so mo- yeah, motivation. Um, there's just a few more thoughts I have on motivation before we kind of wrap up, but Dr. Justin Ross, I'm a big fan of him. He's, he's done a few university neighbors for us. One comment on motivation that, that he made is, is he said that we aren't always going to be motivated. There's times where motivation is going to suffer, but he said that what we do need to be, sometimes you just need to be committed. Okay. Which I think is good to remember because we're doing a really hard sport. And I guarantee if you only rode the times where you totally felt like it, you probably wouldn't ride as much. There's, there's times where you're going to have to do it even if you don't feel like it. Yep. Um, the other thing I want to talk about too is, is goals. And I know goals might be one of those things that you don't like to hear about on Instagram and so forth, yeah. but I think goals are incredibly important. You know, like would a medical school student just go to medical school for fun? No. Like why would you go to medical school? To make, to, 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 to be a doctor. To someday. be a physician. Yeah, yeah. For a complicated number of reasons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, and if that goal wasn't there, why would you go through that effort. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and if, if in our training that we didn't have some type of a goal or something that like at least the goal to improve or become better, we're basically working a dead end job. Yeah. You know, so, so I think that that's, that's super important. Now let's, um, let's get back to my conversation with miles where he, you know, he, he made the claim that we're going to close the loop here, close the loop here, that the burnout's not real. And what I told him is I'm like, well, miles, it depends. It depends. Why are you doing this? You know, um, you, and you, you mentioned, you know, like you asked is why important, you know, why we do this is extremely important. Um, you know, if, if your goal is, if, you know, if you do this because you think that for some reason you were God's gift to cycling, 
you know, I'll, I'll, burnout's going to be eventual. Yep, I was going to say. Yep, the, I I know I I know people who have thought that way. And At times, I have thought that way. And that is not conducive to success. It doesn't. It doesn't go up. Maybe for a little while. The, you know what? The 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 alpha bro on Instagram can tell you that that like that mindset works. I can tell you from experience that it does not. I haven't seen it work yet. But you know, if this is something that you you do because you truly love to do it, it's something you want to do. It's something you've chosen to do, and you're having fun. It's going to be very sustainable. Now we talked about that kind of continuum on, on different levels of motivation and you might kind of start because your parents forced you to, I mean, if you don't want to go to school and your parents forces you to go to school, that's, that's a good fine. thing. Yeah. It's most people. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Your, your parents doing their job. That's, they're yep. supposed to do that, you know, but eventually, you know, hopefully you get to a point where, you know, you're in college and you see, Oh yes, I want to do this, this, and this when I grow up. So now school's important to me. And you might even get to a point where it's something that you're intrinsically passionate about. Yeah. You know, like say you're curing cancer or something, you know, and you know, and, and cycling kind of the same way. Um, you know, but eventually it kind of has to become your thing. You know, you yeah. can't, you can't do it your whole life because your dad made you eventually, right. you know, you've kind of, you know, it's kind of got to become your thing and that doesn't happen for everybody. Nope. You know, and that's um, fine. That's you know, fine. And keep doing all the sports until you find your thing. Yep. But you find know. a thing, but find a thing. Find a it thing. might not be biking. It might be soccer or it might be your life will be better if you have a thing. Yeah. I think cycling happens to be a particularly good thing. It's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. I, I like, it. and you know, and then, and then, you know, if you're, if you're striving to continuously improve and just be the best you can be, um, and and feel integrated in the community, it's going to be more sustainable. Um, so your why, you know, you, you hear people all the time, you know, find your why. What is your why? What is your yeah. why? It's, it's actually extremely important. And, you know, I, th I think this is something that we all really need to think about, you know, because is our why really to be known as the best or to win some certain I-cup or... What? That that can work for one person. I think if you're wise to be known as the best, there's one person that that can work for. And that's the best. And most of us aren't going to be the best. You know, I just watched the Michael Jordan documentary that's uh -huh. on Netflix now. Fascinating. That guy, he he can think he's God's gift to basketball. Cuz he is. And that'll work, right? And he can he can be driven to be the best and that'll work. But then there'll only be one basketball player on the planet. It'll be Michael Jordan, right? You know, like every you know, if if and you know what? If you're listening to this, odds are you are not that person. You are not as exceptionally talented as you would need to be for that motivation to work. Like recognize that reality and go with something that will work. You know, you I know, and yeah. And, and I don't know if that's like anti-inspirational, but like, think about this. Just only one, there can only be one Michael Jordan. There can only be one Nino Scherter. And that's a real bummer for everyone else. If they're only okay with doing this, if they're going to be Nino Scherter, then a lot of people are going to miss out on a beautiful sport. Well, I was thinking about my why and Sadly, you know, the first thing that came to mind is so I can eat lots food, of Mexican food. food. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's, that's part of it. I probably. was going to say that to diss you and then you, okay. I don't know where that is on the spectrum there. Is it? Oh, gosh. Like, stage seven. <laughs> but, you know, I was thinking about it, you know, and it's like, you know, we, we talked about kind of in our genetics podcast, you know, that like I've been given this body and this body I've been given can either be a 300 pound person that has type two diabetes and can't walk because their feet hurt so bad. Dies or at 63. 
it could be a middle of the pack I cup racer that has tons of fun on the weekends with his friends. I would take that any day oh, yeah. over the ladder. Yep. You know, and um, I do it because I just, I truly love this community I'm part of. I have so many just super close friends that I just, I just love being with and love being associated to. I mean, that's another huge part of it, but I love it because it just makes me happy and it makes me a better person. I mean, it's just something that's fun to do and, and brings me joy, you know? And, and I hope that we, you know, I hope that we come up with, with reasons that we do this that are going to help motivate us to, to keep this a fun, positive thing, you know, throughout the years. Amen. Amen to that. So, you know, just, just kind of wrap it up, you know, so we need less ego driven motivation and more intrinsic motivation. I mean, easy to say, we might have to talk about yeah. this a little bit more. I, I want to do another one of these. This is really interesting. Um, another thing too, is just make sure your training sustainable. I mean, that can always be a catalyst to kind of a downward spiral. Um, but TBY, you know, just, yep. just, become the best you can be. Let that be a motivator. Not, you know, your motivator should be, I want to be the best I can be. Not, I want to be as good as somebody else. Yep. And finally just gosh, darn it. Have fun and enjoy what you do. You know, this life's if, too short to not be having fun. Yeah. If, if you're not having fun doing the sport, you're just not doing it right. Nope. Wow. That's good stuff. Let's do another one of these though. This is super interesting. Um, uh, if, if there's anything anyone else would like us to explore, if anybody has any questions, comments, thoughts, you know where to send them. And uh, we look forward to uh, being back around here next week. And I think, Miles, you're doing it right, buddy. It seems like you're having fun and it seems like you're spiraling upwards. So keep up the good work, buddy. Miles, this is a terrifying upward spiral. <laughs>